Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Alex, uh, welcome back to the cave, I should say for you. Great to be back, Elias. It's really, really great to be back. So, uh, you know, uh, people are going to know you from uh, Kevin Kenneth himself, which premieres in a few days on uh, AMC Plus, August 22nd. Uh, how's this ride been for you so far? Because we've been waiting a while for season two to drop. Yeah, it's um, it's it has been a ride. Like, there's no other way around it. You know, AMC, we finished the first season. We felt great about it. Um, uh People were into the first season. We probably would have liked it to have a larger place in the in the zeitgeist, but you know, um, it definitely has a home. It definitely has a following. And um, but there was still some uncertainty, right? Like after the first season, it's like it, it wasn't this like you know Stranger Things, like Breaking Bad, like takeover. You know, everyone's yeah. television. But um, but it was also a really, really. Can I curse on here? I forget. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, a really fucking good series of television. Um, so we were confident in that. We were confident in the work. So, um, but AMC kind of kind of drug it out. You know, the decision for for longer than you know we uh, we, we would have liked. So it was like this kind of summer. You know, uh, summer of of waiting and and not knowing, and then um, finally getting the call that we got picked up was incredible. That we were going back to Boston. And then about a week later after that, so it was like this, you know, hell yeah moment. And then a week after that, I got a call from Valerie and Craig, our showrunner creator saying, we're still, we're still on for season two, but this is going to be the last one. So that was a little bittersweet, you know, a, kind of a tough pill to swallow. But after all is said and done, I think, and I think my castmates would agree with me. It was, it was, you know, a really sort of humane way to do it, you know, in an industry that can be sometimes not that way. Um, knowing going in and from a, you know, from a, from a personal perspective that, you know, we can plan accordingly. And also from a storytelling perspective that we're right. able to wrap up all loose ends and tell, you know, to make 16 really, really good episodes of television was awesome. So I'm super excited for everyone to see it. Yeah. Well, first of all, the way the season one ended, we needed a season two because, you know, you're spoiler alert. If anybody hasn't finished watching season one yet, we you're on the ground bleeding pretty much. I take a, a beer bottle to the back of the skull and I go down hard and I'm pretty big. So it was it was a pretty hard fall. Um, yeah, I was I was definitely I would have been so bummed had it gone out like that because, um, you know, what what also happened in that moment was. Um, you know, so again, spoilers for those that haven't seen, but um, Neil, he, he was literally hit into reality for the first time. Right. He had to reckon and face his consequences. And he didn't, he never, Kevin and uh, Neil in the first season and Pete never had to do that in the first season, which is why they're living in, you know, sort of the multicam reality. There's no consequences in that reality. But for the first time, he felt physical pain he bled and he bled at the hands of, of, you know, um, his sister and his neighbor who he had been, um, you know, had treated like shit for his entire life, you know? So, um, thrust into the single cam in that final scene, um, and season two picks 
back up right where we left off. We start from that very same moment and kind of getting to see the fallout and the aftermath of that. Um, it was it was awesome. It was the if I couldn't have drawn up a better arc for for Neil for my character for sure. Now, so when season two got picked up and you read, did you read? All the scripts of Jordan read an episode at a time about what was happening. We would get them, we would get them uh, like an episode at a time. So I'm trying to think, maybe they sent us the first two, but I'm pretty sure we would get an episode at the time. Um, so yeah, I would read them as, as we got them. And, and just that first episode, um, it really laid the foundation for a really, really cool journey that Neil was going to go on. You know, So I sort of knew after that first episode, um, uh, and you're going to air this after, right? So I can kind of yeah, talk yeah. About so, so yeah, after that first episode, even though Neil spends half of it, well, excuse me, all of it tied up in a basement, mm. bleeding out, um, you know, immobile, I knew that, you know, based on the dialogue that he had with Allison and Patty, that he was going to be, he was going to be involved and he was going to be some, somebody that not only um, Patty and Allison had to deal with, but also someone that was going to go through a lot. So being exclusively in, in multicam in season one and getting to see in the first episode, I'm not in any multicam scenes. I'm just in single cam. So that, right. that lays the foundation for, for what's in store for Neil for the rest of the season. Yeah. Did you find like those seeds now, like a little challenging to play the role of Neil when you're not out of, when you're out of the multicam world or did you find it easy also? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. Like I was just telling some friends, which is, Weird because I'm a comedian first, right? I perform, yeah. I'm, I'm a member of the Groundlings uh, main company. So I'm, I'm a Groundling um, and I perform comedy and I perform these like, you know, super physical, wacky characters. And I haven't really done a ton of drama, I'll be honest with you. And when I was hired for season one, it was exclusively, it was pitched like this, you're in the multicam. So yeah. sort of right up my alley there. And I haven't done a ton of drama. So it's weird to say this, but this was, it was actually kind of a departure for me, even though no one's seen me do, uh, you know, like uh, no one's seen me do any drama or, or I'll, I'll now all told have done more dramatic work on this show than comedic. Um, but what I will say, um, how I approach comedy um, is that everything means so much, right? And there's so much emotion behind my comedy. And so when you pair that emotion with something silly or small, that can oftentimes generate laughs. But when you take that same emotion and make it about something serious or something heavy, the feelings are still there, you know what I mean? Just from, just from an acting perspective. And I couldn't have asked for a better situation to have kind of my first you know, dramatic role in that I already knew Neil. I had already done all the work on Neil. I knew this guy right. inside and out season one because I, I really delved into his history, you know, the, there, there were clues in season one. If you go back and listen, you know, he has a criminal record. He spent time in jail. He has a public defender. He's obsessed with fire. He discovered his mom dead. You know what I mean? So some dark shit has happened to this guy. And we're told that through dialogue. And if you listen closely, you know, you, and, and now seeing Neil in single cam, it all makes sense. So knowing all that stuff, it was really, really fun uh, to, to get to, as we say, as we say in, in, in comedy and, and, and acting, ground this guy, you know, because the yeah. version of Neil is this like, you know, sort of like cartoon dope, but he's a real person, you know what I mean? And that was just so much fun to, to sh you know, I think it'll be a lot of fun for people to see 
that. And, you know, I will say this too, like so much fun bringing in the weight of what happens to Neil in single cam into the multicam scene. So right. Neil's still, still involved in the multicam. He's still there, but there's, there's, you know what he's going through now behind the mm -hmm. scene. I think it makes it really interesting and fun to watch. What are you hoping for with like the, the fans return to watch the series? What do you hope for they get out of it? And uh, what was your reaction also when you were going through the scripts of each episode of what was happening? It was just really exciting. You know what I mean? It was just like we could really, you know, I don't have, I'm obviously not, not a writer on the show. I don't have any say over that, but like mm. Valerie and Craig and, and the rest of the writers like can really push the envelope and really like really sort of go there, you know, and, and, and we did that. And, um, you know, it's, it's obviously still Allison and Patty's story for sure. Yeah. Um, so watching them navigate it and figure it out and be flawed, not know, not know the answers, try things and have them not work. Um, but ultimately doing it together for a common goal is to, you know, to, to get Allison her life back, you know? Um, and, I was just so happy to be an integral part of that journey for them. So I got to go through, Neil got to go through his own, you know, he, he's going through his own shit, but in, in conjunction with um, Allison and Patty, not only have to figure out what they're gonna do about Allison and how they're gonna sort of set her free for lack of a better term, but also how they're gonna do that while managing Neil, who is, um, you know, unhinged at times, he's, he's depressed, he goes on yeah. bender, there's a lot, you know, a lot that happens to this guy. And he could, uh, this is kind of a spoiler, so I don't know if you can take it out or whatever, but he could potentially spoil her, their entire plans. So they, he's sort of that ticking time bomb element to their story that he's like this, the, the, the kind of the wild card, they don't know what, um, what to do with him. And um, yeah, so I mean, each script was, was super exciting. And I was really, really happy to be uh, to have a full kind of complete arc, like, like all the characters really do. So I feel like Neil, cause I watched, uh, you know, the second season, uh, feel like his character was bigger. Like the role was bigger for you this season. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, there's just from like in season one to give viewers a little insight into how we shot this thing. So we would film all the multicamp scenes for two episodes in like, a week and a half's time, or like sometimes a week. We would really, because with multicam, you know, you're shooting four cameras at once. So you, there's really not a ton of adjustments and angles and things that you need. So you can really plow through some stuff. So season one, only being in multicam, we would shoot for two episodes in about a week or a week and a half. And then I'd be, I'd be off for like two, three weeks while they were filming oh, wow. stuff. So just from a workload perspective this season, I was working every single week, you know, um, from, you know, sometimes it'd be one day, sometimes it would be all five days. So just from, just from a workload perspective, yeah, it was much more, much more involved. And again, just to be a bigger part of Allison's story was, was an honor, you know, and, and just right. so much fun. So we know like, you know, uh, your best friend is, Eric Peterson's character, Kevin, how do you describe that chemistry and what's the big difference now, would you say from season one to season two? Uh, well, first of all, I love Eric. Uh, fun fact for the viewers too. Um, Eric, Ray, Raymond Lee, who plays Sam on the show and myself, we decided to rent a house together while we were filming. Okay. Uh, we called it, we're all dads. So we called it the dad pad. 
uh, and we really, we really bonded. There was a ping pong table in there and we, you know, play ping pong and watch sports and run lines with each other and um, help each other for auditions for other things as they were coming in. It was really a cool experience. So um, I love him as a person. And that chemistry was like from, from day one when we, when we were doing the chemistry test basically yeah. before we got the parts. But so, so that, was, that was easy in season one because Neil and Kevin are, you know, like Kevin is Neil's king. In season two, Neil, for the first time, what happens is when he's thrust into that single cam lens, that single cam reality, his worldview starts to kind of crumble. And he starts to sort of look inward for the first time and realize that he's in an abusive relationship with Kevin too. Yeah. Kevin is, he's a, a manipulator, a narcissist with everyone that he is around. And you see that play out. So this season in multicam, you see that start to deteriorate as well. You see that. And then obviously when Kevin's not there in single cam, you feel that weight. You feel that because Neil, Neil is like a, he's like a, a golden retriever. He's like loyal as can be. You can yeah. do whatever to him and he'll still be by your side. And this season you see Neil go, wait a second, you're actually not that good to me. In fact, you're actually terrible to me. Um, so having that, you know, and watching that relationship play out was a joy. You know what I mean? It was, it was a joy. So. Yeah. I mean, Kevin, uh, Kevin's, uh, he pretty much has like a negative effect on all the characters. Yeah. Yeah. He really, he really does. And you see that you'll, you'll watch the season and you'll see how he affects literally everyone on the show you know obviously mostly allison i mean that's that's what it our show focuses on but yeah. you see it the trickle down effect you know and that's what manipulators and narcissists kind of tend to do you know they don't they don't pick favorites it's all about them and it's all about kevin and you know you do get to see Later in the season, you get to you get to see some of that for real, and it's awesome. It's so gratifying because, like Neil in the first season, when you saw him put his hands around Allison's neck and strangle her and try to get his phone back, and then he got that was for the first time where all that other information that I talked about prior about his right. history about being obsessed with fire, you're like, oh shit, that was all real. Like, and now I'm just seeing it. Oh shit! And then everything, all those sort of funny laugh lines become real in your brain because you can actually see it we, you saw it play out mm. you saw that sort of like darkness that neil had and you know seeing that with kevin is is no right. different if you could do a neil spinoff what would you want to see <laughs> um i've of course played this mental game in my head uh there is no uh being fully candid there is no plan at least that i'm aware of right that. but um I think Neil, it would continue to be his struggle um, sort of finding himself. I would love it to be more, you know, like I spent all told a year in Boston making both seasons, you know, combined. And um, there's some like heavy hitting dudes out there. Like you down in Southie, like you don't want <laughs> those guys. You know what I mean? Like there's some real, like there's a grit to that city. And so I would like to see Neil get caught up in some shit that he was way in over his head. You know what I mean? Like, like running guns or, you know, like that sort of stuff while he's still trying to 
like find himself. You know what I mean? It's almost like it could, it could be similar to Allison trying to get out of her reality. Like Neil, you know, he, he goes off into the world and, and has to, has to figure out his. So obviously he's, he's got other uh, like crazy oddball Right. It's the cast of characters that could support a Neil story would be yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I don't want to give out too much spoilers, but I love it in the last episode, we see you near the end and what exactly you, I don't want to give it out. You stare at and you just walk away. Walk away. He's walking and that's, that's it. That's for the first, you know, he's, he's walking into the world for the very first time. His, his worldview has been Worcester. That's all he's known. And he's been cool with that. And now he's, for the first time being sort of thrust out of that and and how to deal with that what what happens you know so uh kevin can himself august 22nd amc what's next for you now any other projects you're allowed to tell us about before we end the interview yeah i filmed a i filmed a fun uh movie with a friend uh over the summer called the misadventures of vincent hick it's a really cool like modern spaghetti western the director trevor stevens is like super awesome he's gonna you're gonna hear about this kid um and then I'm currently in uh, the main company show at the Groundlings. It's every Friday and Saturday night. 7.30, we do a sketch show, so sketch comedy like you'd see on SNL. 9.30, we do an improv set where we make it up on the spot. It's called, the show is called Captain Groundlings All-You-Can-Eat Crab Shack. Um, tickets are available at the Groundlings, so, so there's that. I have a few other things in the works, that, potential things in the works that I can't talk about, but they're exciting. And, other how long before that? how long before we see you on SNL? <laughs> I, know. I know we talked about that in the last yeah. interview. I uh I, I who knows? Who the hell knows? I mean, I, all I know is I'm doing my thing. I'm I'm uh I love doing sketch comedy, I love making people laugh, and I, I do feel like I'm pretty good at it. So um that I'm gonna continue to do that. I have the groundlings as a home and an outlet. And honestly, other than that, you know, you'll catch me at my local playground or That's farmer's right. market with uh, me and my wife, and my two kids in tow. That's right. Alex, uh, how can the listeners and the viewers uh, find you on social media? I'm just at Alex Bonifer across the board. Um, A-L-E-X-B-O-N-I-F-E-R. I'm more active on Instagram than I am Twitter, I'll be honest. So, um, yeah, if you're interested and you want to see pictures of uh, what I got going on, which is Kevin can F himself, Groundlings, and my kids. Mm-hmm. Follow along. There you go. Alex, uh, thanks for returning to, for this fun chat. Of course, man. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Elias. Really appreciate it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast and our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.